Welcome to the Effective Data Scientist Podcast. The podcast is designed to help you improve your skills, stay focused, manage successful projects, and have fun at work. Be an effective data scientist now. Today we are talking about mindset. We are talking about what are our thoughts about the mindset of statisticians, how the mindset should could be, and how the mindset of a especially effective statistician can be. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> Every day, basically. <laughs> if you talk to people, if we lead people, if we discuss or try to convince people, that is, these are aspects of the mindset of a statistician. My mindset, of your mindset, probably. and. So it's a day-to-day -day activity that we do that is part of the mindset of a statistician. And I don't know, we think about this more in the background probably because you, you set yourself a goal. I mean, you, you have a goal to write an email and there are certain aspects of it that goes into, these, uh, into the mindset of, you know, for me or for a statistician in general. For example, you know, if you lead a team, There's a thought behind leading a team, and this is the mindset of a statistician. So, yes, it's a day-to-day -day aspect of our job. Yeah, I think it's kind of the underlying fundament that drives everything. And I once heard about it, whether you are an owner or a renter. And this is a mindset. If you're working in your company, do you work in your company as an owner? So that you really take care of things, that you really drive things, that you, you really ownership and you're passionate about it? Or are you a renter that's just kind of standing by, just giving advice, but you're not really involved because you're ready to move forward to whatever is next and you're never kind of really there. You're just kind of, you consult, you give input, but You don't really care, you know, because it's not your own. And I think that is where it starts with. And very often see people that have these different mindsets and they just act very differently within the organization. They communicate very differently. They have a different attitude to it. And I think especially when it's, it's about people that lead, they need to have this owner mindset they need to have this this mindset because otherwise you can't really lead i agree so so basically by what you're saying is that this is, should then be uh, the mindset of every statistician because i think we we discussed this in, in previous episodes and that the mindset of a statistician should be to lead something forward i mean to lead a team to lead people to lead partners okay. And I think that is also very important if you want to convince business partners. So, so if you're just a renter, you might just say, oh, I give my advice. And if they don't listen, well, they don't listen. It's not my project. It's their fault, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if you are a, a, uh, an owner, a leader, then you, you want to convince things. You want to sell your ideas that it really gets implemented and because you're convinced of what you have to contribute 
No, I fully, I fully agree. I think this is one of the, also the how do you identify somebody, you know, with the with the mindset or with the mindset of a statistician, is that they try to convince, not only to give input. I mean, so here's my inputs, and please, you know, do whatever you would like to do with it, but really to convince that the ideas and uh, behind the input is the right one. No, absolutely. I think it's sometimes we, as a function, we are maybe, you know, too, too shy to give our input and to stand for these kind of things and, you know, put a stake into the ground and say, okay, this is what is right and this is what we should uh, should be doing. Of course, listen to others, all the other kind of sides of things, you know, and sometimes there's, it's not just black and white, but also to take the courage to really exert this influence. Yeah, I think this is also part of, you know, of the experience that um, statisticians have or will gain in the future. Junior statisticians are often more in the position of being, you know, a little bit afraid, let's say, of important titles of other business people, their business uh, partners, um, or so they are, they are rather shy. And even if they have good ideas, they are not experienced enough or they think they are not experienced enough to communicate this correctly. So I think this is really something also when I, when I look at back in my career that this is, this is a learning curve. So first of all, you know, I made the best, the best calls in, in, uh, in, in meetings, uh, at a time when I didn't even know who I was talking to. Yeah, because at the, <laughs> in the beginning, you know, if you so if you talk to uh, let's say vice president or whatever, you kind of uh, you know uh, you know who am I talking? Who is that? And you know, but I don't say anything wrong. So, but really, if you if you don't care about titles and if you really give the idea and try to convince people, regardless what they what their title is, let's say, or who they, who they are or what positions they are from, it's this the best way of moving forward. That's what I my experience was at least. Yeah, completely agree. And uh, then you also need to understand your value and the values that you bring. And if you understand that and you can explain this value, then you can also sell it. And mm. here, I, you know, selling is very often kind of has a very negative connotation to it. But for me, it means helping the other person to understand how this is helping her or this is helping him and moving forward or how this is helping for the whole project to move forward. So this yeah, for me is selling. I think um, selling selling is, a, is an excellent point. And, but again, uh, coming with the experience of a statistician, because interacting with other departments or with other groups, it's also key to then understand what the, the positive impact of your input would be for others. So, I mean, you can't talk about uh, selling or you can't sell your goals to, let's say, somebody from a different department without knowing what their goals are or what, you know, how your decision or how your input impacts their part on the project, positively impacts it. So this is, this is really also feeding back to other episodes that we had is uh, interacting with other departments. So this is something that goes along with talking and understanding other departments like programming, medical writing, let's, and um, really selling the value of your input. Yeah, I think that there's another mindset uh, topic and that is this continuous learning idea that you're always wanting to learn more about the business, about the people around in your business, about the processes, the, the greater business environment, but not just maybe your company or the, your vendor, but beyond that, 
in terms of the therapeutic area, the regulation you're working towards. If you are really interested in driving things forward, and if you're really interested to become an effective statistician, I think you need to have this curiosity to learn a lot about all these kind of different things. And, and don't stop working because you think you learned it all. <laughs> no. That's the nice thing about it. Very often, lots of these things you can learn while actually working on your project. But there's also lots of things that you can learn just as a, as a side. Yeah. So, for example, just don't hang out always with the same people over lunch. Meet other people, you know, especially if you're working in a, a bigger organization. There's so many people that you can meet for lunch, you know, from completely different parts of your organization and see how what they are doing is connected to what you're doing in the, in the bigger picture. And that really opens up completely different new perspectives on things. So I can tell you once our GM made all the people sitting in the office to have a day with the sales, sales rep. And to be honest, I first thought this is a very, very stupid idea, but of course everybody needed to do it. And I really embraced it. And I learned so much about the business. I learned so much about the data that I'm working on, how that is then actually perceived by the customer, how that mm. is discussed with the customer. And one of my key takeaways from that, for example, was, you know, all the tables that we had in all these different publications and so on, nobody had time to look into a table. The figures, these were the gold. So, so from that moment, I always spent much more time crafting the figures much more carefully because I knew the key part of the stories that will be used all over the world. This is, I mean, this is, you could find with everyone, you're going out for lunch or for a date, uh, you know, follow um, as a shadowing, as we would say, and uh, for a day. I think this is actually a good idea <laughs> to have it, even though you didn't like it, but or in the beginning, at least. So, no, I, I fully agree. Getting more in, into the day-to-day -day life of a colleague, whatever direction, whatever side of the floor uh, departments, so it's, it's, it's a... It's a really good idea. Unfortunately, I haven't had the chance yet to do it. It's just that you try to interact with the people as much as you can on the project side and on, on other, you know, for business development side and, and really get, get to understand what the, the site or the understanding, the view of these people is. That's extremely important. Yeah, I think it's also very important to help understand what's your values that you are bringing. And sometimes also helps you to understand how you can overall improve the business. So this is actually another kind of uh, mindset, having this continuous desire to overall improve things and to overall help the business, not just in your little area, but how can you do things maybe in a different way that other areas can benefit as well. So mm -hmm. one example, for example, is you may deliver always tables to the different affiliates for their HTA submissions. And do you know how they use them exactly? So I found out, you know, that sometimes they take them and then they need to manually enter the numbers into their local language tables. 
So because we sent them English tables with English titles and everything, yeah, and kind of our standard ones, but they need to have them maybe, you know, in French or in German or whatever. And wouldn't it be much more better if they get the data in such a form that they can more or less copy and paste it into their dossiers? So it makes sense. I agree. <laughs> but for that, you need to look much more outside of your areas that you're working on and to gain these insights. And to, you need to have this curiosity. That's really important. Just reflecting what we just said, is, is, it sounds probably quite terrifying what we're saying, because we basically talk the whole uh, today just, just about things to do outside your actual work, what you're actually working on. So so that's, that's a really tricky piece. I mean, just to reiterate, this is a learning process. Yeah. This is a long way to go. And primarily the statistician is responsible for the statistical tasks, whatever and what direction this is now really going, depending on where you're working and what, what your tasks are. And this is just really to reemphasize that the mindset should, should go in the direction what we described to kind of just look over the fence to really go outside what to your day-to-day -day work and really try to to make uh, yourself impactful for others and for you know understand your impact for you know for other people and other departments other studies or even writers yep. you know? not just a tick the box exercise you know Absolutely. And, and i think that this can't be for these mindset things i find that so interesting i was once had a one-to-one -one with one of our most senior statistical experts in the company. And he was probably around 60 already at that time, had 30 years in, in the industry experience or, or maybe more. And he asked me all kinds of different questions. And I found that so interesting. I said, well, I'm the junior person. I should ask the question. But then I realized This is what makes him so successful. He is so curious. He's so willing to learn and still asking questions all the time to improve himself, to get additional perspectives on things. And this questioning, I found, that's really fascinating. Of course, it's also, it makes you really humble. You're not a, I know it all. Mm. And I think that is also very likable. So I think... Yeah helps in that regard as well. <laughs> It sounds kind of a situation like a teacher-student situation where the teacher is asking all kinds of questions to kind of squeeze yeah. out the knowledge. <laughs> yeah, but not really in that sense. Yeah, it was not a uh, teacher to student. I, I know I know what you mean. It, it, looking back, I think for um, what I find, I mean, I'm not 60 years old yet, but still um, what I find sometimes different is really understand outside the statistics area, really to understand people that are you know following trends in, in different ways where you think oh it's the youth from today so i think this is something where people really kind of block usually away and say okay that's not for me you know i didn't do it or i i never did it and i won't do it using facebook whatever so things where where you say okay but otherwise people are curious they are not just stopping and they try to adapt to it and find out and what other people think and what other environment what other departments think about what other statisticians, junior statisticians think about what their approach is. Maybe it changed. Who knows? 
And maybe there's something new. They brought something interesting or new topics from the university in the direction that he's uh, somebody's interested. So that's why asking questions. I mean, getting to know your colleagues, getting to know other colleagues, statisticians or yeah. programmers, other people, and uh, asking questions. Absolutely. It's the best way to move forward, understanding other. Yeah, because I think that points to the next topic of the mindset is to always strive to be innovative. To not for the, just the sake of applying the latest uh, statistical uh, technologies, but to innovate in order to make the products of your company better, in order to make the services of your company better. That's where the uh, I think the innovation is, and uh, this you know this innovation might come from all kind of different places, and uh, if if you're kind of working always within your little bubble, well, you're probably not really inventing lots of stuff. This probably comes together also with optimization then for, for the parts that you are doing. So, yeah. I mean, if you talk about delivery or if presenting results, then getting the experience means also that you would then optimize what you present. So it's an optimization. Another point that I noted down for the episode today is to really think big and think in longer terms. So I think in our, we are very often caught in our day-to-day -day activities and we maybe have a, you know, a yearly goal that we discuss with our supervisors. Very often then overestimate what we can actually achieve in this year and it passes by so fast. But I think thinking back is especially important in longer terms. In terms of, you know, what can you achieve in the next five to 10 years? And there's a quote actually by Bill Gates that most people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 years. And I think yeah. that is completely correct. If, if you think back yeah. about your, what you have achieved in the last 10 years, probably, you know, if, if you now think and extrapolate that to the next 10 years, where can you be? And I want to have people that have this long-term goal in mind, that have these kind of long-term vision. And it doesn't need to be, you know, super precise in terms of, I want to have exactly this job or something like this, because, well, in 10 years, there will be probably so much change that maybe this job doesn't exist anymore, you know, or maybe the company doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but, but I think to think more in kind of what you like to achieve in this period in a bigger picture kind of thing. That's an excellent point because I think there are also restrictions to that mindset because the, as you, as you mentioned, the goals that you set, for example, with your supervisor are maximum one year. Look at some companies, they present their numbers every quarter. The whole situation where we live in the, in the industry and um, even outside the industry is that people do not care about what's 10 years. It's so far away, you know, I, you know, whatever will be. And you think, okay, but next year, summer vacation. It's just, it's a mindset that we have to kind of get over um, to, and think bigger. And because then you can actually create completely different momentum to yourself. If you have this picture in mind, what you want to get to in 10 years, you can break it down into, okay, maybe, you know, what is more actionable to be achieved in three years, in one year, in the next months, 
this week, today, there's this book, The One Thing, that very often speaks about this. Yeah, so, so if you have this picture in mind, then what's the one thing that you need to achieve in three years? What's the one thing you need to achieve in this year? It's one thing you need to achieve in, in more and more shorter time periods. And by that, you can, and then you get to these actionable tasks that you can do every day. Yeah, I, again, I'm just still thinking loudly about this because it's an excellent point. I never, I don't have ideas what it's in 10 years. You know, I know that we still have enough topics for the podcast for <laughs> at least, but, but I don't know about 10 years. I, I just looked into our idea list and I think we have uh, ideas for at least three years in the tracker. So, <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> one other topic in terms of the mindset and probably the last one is, is the quality aspect. So, and for me, if I'm talking about quality, don't necessarily think about tick the box SOP check quality mindset, but uh, quality know what are the principles of quality that we are looking towards. So things like patient safety, things like professional behavior, things like traceability of what we are doing. You need to have these kind of things in mind all, all the time to be a good statistician, I think. And it also has actually something to do with integrity, I think. Because, and that is in an industry that is also earning a lot of money, sometimes actually quite difficult. Because, well, there's no surprise to our industry that we are highly regulated and you know there's lots of companies that have a code of conduct and things like this well usually companies have a code of conduct because something went utterly wrong beforehand so therefore i think it's have this integrity and quality in mind is really important for a statistician no i, I kind of more than agree there's a lot of thoughts that we can spend uh, on this on this topic actually but i um, no i agree that there the statistician should be kind of free of any background thinking in terms of so integrity is, is something really important and it frees you up as well for the work that you are doing so you know how can you sell let's say results or numbers whatever uh, in the best way with the most impact honest way uh, you know if you if you try to drive something in a specific direction so it doesn't work together so really you have to have the quality in mind what you're selling so that's not the the correct number it's it's the quality of what you are yeah. trying to sell yeah. okay with that we are actually through all the different points today that was a lot of fun again benjamin yeah Definitely. Um, and again, we talk in 10 years uh, about what we achieved so far. Yeah. Let's see whether the podcast exists by this time. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening and talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.